Here we are. We're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Geeks and Company in another episode of the Geek Boutique Podcast, where this week we talk everything Doctor Who. Now, as you can see, I've got my bow tie. I've got my fez back there. I was actually going to wear my fez until I realized I couldn't get my headphones on because the fez is too big, and then they kept falling off. So I said, screw it. I'm not wearing the fez. But today, as you can see, we've got a couple special guests. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Jeff at Messiah Complex Cosplay. You know, he decided he was going to go do something else instead of joining us today. So, you know, you can rib on him as much as you want, because I will be. Uh, but uh, in his place today, well, not in his place, returning for what, like the fourth time now? Fifth time? I can't yeah. even remember. Yes. Debbie, Darkly Design, returning to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you very much. I'm surprised you're not wearing one of your who dresses. I almost... I was 100% positive you were going to wear your TARDIS dress. You I guys haven't did. seen Debbie's TARDIS dress. Go check out her Instagram. It's wicked. I, I love it's on it. My story. Yeah, it's on my story right now because for the promo for this, there's actually pics of that. So just It is. It is. Uh, joining us for the first time, uh, Dalek Klon. Steve, how are you, bud? <laughs> oh, I can't hear you for some weird reason. Oh, Debbie, I can, can hear you hear him? That's weird. I can't hear you on the stream now for some reason. Did you unplug your microphone from the stream by any chance? You may have to change your microphone settings on your computer. To There we go. How are you? Okay, good. <laughs> so, Steve, um, first time on the podcast, um, and, and there's somebody behind you that I want to get to. Um Steve here is part of the Doctor Who Society and one of the Dalek builders. If you guys have ever gone to one of the big cons and seen all the Daleks, well, here in Toronto anyway, uh, Mr. Steve here is one of the Dalek builders. So how about you introduce us to, well, who you are and that, uh, I want to say gentleman behind you, but I'm not sure that's the right word. <laughs> He's not offended. <laughs> <laughs> so my name's Steve um i'm part of the doctor who society and uh this guy behind me here this is dalek Klon, and uh, he's happy to meet everybody too and uh he won't exterminate you today now steve you uh you build all these daleks from scratch correct uh sorry you build all of these daleks from scratch is that is that correct oh yeah 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 the daleks are all built from scratch by hand um this guy's made old school. We've had a lot of changes in technology over the last eight, ten years. Uh, I think Dalek Klon is eight now or nine. Oh, wow. Eight or nine years old. And uh, so he's made primarily of wood. It was built by hand. A little bit of fiberglass in him. Very, very little bit of 3D printing. Uh, and now today's Daleks, like our newest Dalek, Dalek Axel, is 80% fiberglass and a whole lot of 3D printing. So let me ask you, I mean, if you're now fiberglassing them instead of uh, wood, 
I mean, it must make them much lighter, much easier in the motors. Okay, so first of all, for the people that don't know, these are fully motorized. They're remote controlled. Um, no, no, lighter, I'm assuming, yeah. means better, correct? The the fiberglass models are way lighter. Da, Dalek axle is 60 pounds lighter probably than this this unit. And then, sorry, I, I couldn't hear what you were saying. You're saying they're not remote controlled? No, they're not remote controlled. They're people controlled. We're sorry, inside. you're inside the Dalek? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big guy. <laughs> Wait, okay. Are are you are you pulling my chain here or are are you actually oh. you're actually inside the Dalek? So how does it roll around? I mean, you're not pedaling it for crying out loud. So it is it is uh Klon is currently motorized. Um but when I first built him, he was foot powered which is how the actual Doctor Who Dalek operators uh, mo move their Daleks around. It's Fred Flintstone style. Are You're you on a chair going like... Serious? <laughs> I didn't know that. I always assumed they were remote controlled. No, no, no. We're inside. They're human operated. We're in there just... Huh. You remember you remember original Star Wars, you know, like uh Yeah, R2 Anth uh uh what's his name inside of R2, but Anth yeah. Anthony no not Anthony Daniels, the other guy uh that was in R2, right? I mean that's like we're just cramped in there. <laughs> huh. Well, hey, you learn something every day. I had no clue. I I assumed they were motorized and remote controlled and and, and the whole deal. Huh. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it. Hey, listen, I mean, cosplay is for everybody, right? <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. That's that's actually, it kind of makes it even cooler. It's, but It's really funny when we're out on the on the con floor rolling around and, and people are saying, oh, that's so cool. How is it moving? Because it looks like we're hovering. And it's just lights, you know, undercarriage lights. They, it works great. And we're always hearing, is there somebody in there? Is there somebody in there? What's in there? And we just always answer a Dalek mutant. It's actually, I'm going to pipe in here and say it's actually really interesting when they're at the booth because sometimes um, they're just taking a break or whatever, you know, they're just hanging out at the Doctor Who booth. But then someone will come by and want a photo with them and they think no one's inside. So they'll start talking and then you guys respond and it freaks people out because they're real time responding to, to you know, to people inside the booth. So, And then you've got a voice box of some sort, obviously. Yeah, there's a voice modulator inside that uh, gives us that Dalek sound. So you have to do a bit of voice acting, of course, to to get there. But the the voice modulator takes it to that next level that makes you a real Dalek. Well, yeah, and it makes you much more interactive, right? Because I mean, it's it's literally you, like Debbie is saying, live responding to people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 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 that's awesome. That's wicked. Hey, good job, man. I, I had no idea. I, I, I really had no idea. I really thought they were remote control. So that's that's yeah. wicked. That's wicked. That almost makes me want to build a Dalek now. Actually, we were just talking good. earlier. If you want to maybe... Can you show the, the people the uh, Cyberman head on your desk? Oh, um, yeah, sure. There's... Uh, can you see it that way? Yep. Oh, yeah. We can see it on Instagram there. There we go. Yep. Um, so that was... Uh, 
that was a build by somebody in the the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the, the got the rest of the whole thing too. I mean, it's uh, parts of it all over the place, but yeah, yeah. That's, and, like I was saying earlier, is one of those that I think I'd love to to get to. The Cybermen is is one of those costumes I feel like I could rock. You should yeah. totally do it with the um, the sound effects for when they're stepping. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, they've got that kind of yeah. noise yeah. when they're walking. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Would, everyone would hear you coming, and you wouldn't have to worry about handlers because people will just get out of your way. <laughs> well, you would hope so. I mean, hope. you know, uh, it's not always the case, but yeah. Well, listen, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you know, hopefully we have you back again sometime. I'm sure this won't be the only Doctor Who. We've been talking about doing a Doctor Who episode for, God, since, since the first, first episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so finally getting to chat some Who. Why don't we start with, I think, the logical starting point. Who is your favorite Doctor? Steve, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? a loaded question. It, it is, is very much a loaded okay, question. So go ahead, go ahead. I, I would split. I, I honestly would split them into two eras. I would have to say my favorite classic doctor was Tom Baker, number mm-hmm. four. I mean, that's the guy I grew up with primarily watching. That was my sort of introduction to Doctor Who. And I would say classic uh, or modern modern Who. That's a tough one. I I really do like David Tennant. I think. 10 is probably my favorite mm-hmm. though i did really like capaldi as well mm-hmm. interesting Daddy? so so it's <laughs> funny that, that with this question because usually when people say who's your favorite doctor i always try to divert the question to a what's your top three because everyone's mm-hmm. got a classic who and a new who uh, favorite usually if you mm-hmm. watch both um, but then chucking a third one in there is usually like okay who's your third so if I had to give I'm going to give you top three so it's sort of the same top two are my uh, first one is Tom Baker I grew up with him he's the scarf doctor he scared the crap out of me but I love him you never forget that mm-hmm. um, number two would be David Tennant I mean he just is such an amazing actor and he did the character so well but I really liked Christopher Eccleston. He he brought New Who back, and it, it was sort mm-hmm. of it's sort of sad that he only had one season because I think he could have done so much with it. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was a great a great way to bring to bring Who back. So I got to throw him up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I, think- I, uh, I kind of agree and disagree as always. Um, <laughs> I, I agree that. It's hard to talk about who without separating old who and and new who. Um, for the people that are watching, actually, whether they be on Instagram or, or or here on YouTube, if you don't know, Doctor Who ran for still running. I want to say how long did it run in its first run? Uh, it ran from sixty three to eighty. I want to say eighty nine. Um, oh. I'm trying to remember when. Hang on. I did. It ran something like from 63 to 89 and then it was canceled and then brought back in 2005. Uh, no, no, well, no, no, hang on, hang on. Before you go that far, there was a movie in there. So they, well, that doesn't count. Ah, it does though. (laughs) An American made Doctor Who movie does not count. Yeah, I I'm not a big fan of the Eighth Doctor and and yeah, but you can't not talk about it. Well, okay, fair enough. They did it made for TV movie. In 93, 96? 96, 96. Um, which, what, I 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Come on. I. I mean, I love it. I loved that his his outfit was very very sort of Victorian. I, mm -hmm. I love that aspect, and I just think it's hilarious that Eric Roberts was the master. It's. I'm gonna fully admit. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. I had forgotten about that. Mm -hmm. Totally. So I mean, I, I you, there's a place for it. Is it my favorite mm -hmm. thing of Doctor Who? No. But um, I love talking about it because there's a lot of people who just haven't seen it. And it's just another thing that is that is who that you can watch. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, all that said, I for me, it's tough because my favorite doctor tends to be the current doctor. I always have this thing where I might as well talk about it now because we're going to get to it very shortly. Uh, and maybe that should be our next thing. Um, the doctor dies, regenerates into a new doctor, and then they change the actor or now actress. Every time the doctor regenerates, I get mad. And I'm like, why are you getting into my favorite doctor? And I say, screw this, I'm not watching anymore. And then I don't watch it for two or three years. And then I finally watch an episode of the current doctor. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And then I go back and watch the whole run, and then that person is my favorite doctor again. So I'm at that point now with Jodie Whittaker where I have not watched an episode with her yet. So my favorite wow. doctor at this point is still probably Peter Capaldi. Okay. Now, I will put an asterisk next to David Tennant's name because he kind of redefined, for me, what it meant to be the doctor. Okay. Um, David Tennant came in with a very different perspective of the I feel like he came in with a very different perspective and portrayal that we had never seen before. Um, to me, that was very fresh, uh, especially after Eccleston, who I didn't really like as the doctor at all. He was very broody. Like his, he, his, yeah. his take on it was very serious in, mm. in most cases, like that he had, you know, moments where he was like, fine, everybody lives, you know, that sort of concept. But, um, I agree that Tennant was sort of, he's very in your face and he's very positive. It is definitely mm -hmm. different than Eccleston. Yeah, a very, very, very different character. Um, moving on from that, I think the next logical question needs to be, do you have a favorite episode or storyline? I mean, Doctor Who has now spanned probably like 50 years or so, if not more. Um, you must have a storyline that's stuck or a story specifically that's stuck with you throughout these years, because I know I do. Uh, I'm going to start off here because I, all I have to do is point oops, wrong way to this, this, this lady right here. Ah, there you go. Who's freaked out many a person at a con as soon as they see it. If you've seen the girl in the fireplace episode. Um, so that's set. Uh, uh, of course, my brain's not going to remember all of this, but um, there's some villains that are sort of robots that are dressed up as if they're from the 16th century. Um in big gowns and stuff. And for me, that was an instant appeal, but they were freaky. They were mm -hmm. super freaky. Yes, they were. Yeah. So they were very good. Really good. And only in two episodes. And that was enough to establish the, this character as a villain that will mm -hmm. scare people when I go to cons. I can't even wear the costume anymore because I've worn the crap out of it. Oh, sorry for you, Instagram people. There, she there it is. There she is right there. That's her head. You know, as cheesy as Doctor Who can be and as, as cheesy as the effects can be, it still has some of the creepiest villains 
in all of TV yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Really, and they're not CG. This is real, real mm -hmm. effects, practical right? effects, like, practical effects, which I hugely appreciate that they've tried to stay with that as much as possible, at least for the design of, of their their villain um, mm -hmm. characters. You know, like if you do CG everywhere else, you know, you've got a giant galaxy thing happening, whatever, that's fine. But like for the actual villains, like these are all practical effects and they're very effective but i have to point out that that's not the only one so there's there's that one which really sticks with me and then the other one would be um um i want to say the the lonely child is it called the lonely child steve maybe you can yeah. correct me here yeah okay. uh, yeah, yeah so, so that's a christopher I know what you're talking about yeah so it's a christopher eccleston episode and it's about um the child with the gas mask if you know you know mm -hmm. um and uh, yeah, try going up to anyone who is familiar with Doctor Who and just saying, are you my mummy? And it also brings out a lot of yeah from people because it's a very freaky episode. So those would be my two. Also the Van Gogh episode. I mean, come on. The Van Gogh episode is very good. It is so very good. good. Every time it comes across my Facebook feed, I reshare mm -hmm. it every time because it's just, yeah. it brings me to tears. Yeah, I was just going to say that episode made me cry when I first saw yeah. it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, not cry, but I mean, it, it brought. I mean, I shed a tear in it's that an episode as well. Episode. It very yeah. much is, especially at the end when he sees the gallery and he's freaking yeah. out. And I'm getting emotional and, now and, just thinking yeah, about it. And and, and Bill, is it Bill Nye? Bill Nye is the museum curator, right? And he's talking yeah. about Van Gogh behind him and just watching. They're doing this circular pan around him as he's just looking at his own art, and 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 he is so emotionally. Like he's got so much going on because he was such a tortured individual. So uh, ugh, the, kudos to mm -hmm. the actor for that because it just mm -hmm. it needs perfect casting. Yeah. So good. I'd like to say I'd like to say hi to Dalek Axel is watching now. So that's Yay! great. Yes, Dalek Axel hey. is watching. Well, let's see. I mean, uh, yeah, he, no, that? he's now gone. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Jordan, though, Pentakill Cosplay is online. Yeah, there's a, he joined and then left. I mean, yeah, you know, like, that happens on the live. <laughs> when we're on Jeff's live, there's a lot more people that come and join us. But, hey, it is what it is, uh, you know. I, I was just going to comment about that Van Gogh episode was um, we went to the Van Gogh exhibit, the art exhibit. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys have gone, but it, it was absolutely the, li the live one, the one with, that's projected on the walls. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in Hamilton it. right now, the Van oh. Gogh exhibit. Yeah, I saw it when it was in Toronto. And it was fantastic. It so was good. just amazing. And, of course, we watched. We had to watch that episode. Yeah. And, and it was just like, you know, you just get all emotional even while you're at the exhibit because, mm -hmm. you you know, you have that going through your head. It's uh, totally amazing. Totally amazing. You have to go see it. Mm -hmm. What about you, um, JS? What's your... Uh, I, I also have a couple. Um, for one, the library, the library. Oh, it introduced so like, us. Donna, Donna has left the library. That one? No. Oh, is that the one? Yes, uh, it is the one. Yeah. Uh, this is the one where we get introduced to River. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. where, where, where David Tennant's doctor, uh, number 10 meets his wife. Mm -hmm. who he hasn't married yet because for again for those who don't know uh, wibbly, wibbly. <laughs> they anyway. they work in different times right they they yeah. are in reverse time so as one's getting older the other one's getting actually in our timeline river's not even born yet she doesn't get born till capaldi era i think it, it doesn't she 
She's born in Capaldi era. Anyway, regardless, that introduces us to a character that I think is the best side character to come out of Doctor Who probably ever since K9. Oh, God, K9. <laughs> uh, I really, really, really liked uh, uh, River. So that episode meant a lot to me just because that's where you get to meet her for the first time. Um, the Day of the Doctor. The Day of the Doctor. Uh, oh, the special. That was the special. Yes. Yeah. This is the special where we get oh, introduced to is, the War Doctor, where David is, uh, Tennant and Matt Smith and the War Doctor team up. Uh, and then at the end, you also see uh, Tom Baker mm -hmm. as the curator. The curator. Yeah. Uh, keeping, a, keeping an eye on Gallifrey. He's the one watching over Gallifrey. So even though they don't actually say that he's the doctor, they quite evidently know, are yeah. making him the doctor. Uh, it is yeah. him. Uh, and you also get to see 12. You can see Peter Capaldi uh, in passing. You know, when yeah. you see all... Yeah, when, they list, so, when they show all the doctors together. Yeah, they so they introduce together. Capaldi there. Uh, oh, look who's joined. Mr. Jeff has joined, so he's Did too busy for on? us. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Jeff, if you want to come on, you know, join us on the uh, join us on the broadcast here on uh, StreamYard and otherwise, well, you Unless know. Unless he's just like killing time somewhere and we're just like. Well, that's possible, too. That's possible, too. That's possible, too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we've got some questions here. Uh, or actually, that's more of a comment. Uh, Jordan Pentakill Cosplay saying, yeah, I'm just here listening. I've seen a handful of episodes of Doctor Who. Are mostly just listening in and learning for me tonight. Well, that's okay. It's not for everybody. And actually, Jennifer is then asking for someone who's never seen an episode. Do I have to start at season one, episode one? No, you don't. Absolutely. Not. Uh, technically, you could start at the beginning of any run of any doctor. Uh, that's the kind of the way I see it. The whole point of regenerating the doctor into an actor is you're soft rebooting the series every time. Um, so you can kind of get in pretty much at the first episode of any run, which is typically every two or three years. Um, although actually maybe more four these last few years. Tennant was there for four. Matt Smith was there for four. Yeah, Capaldi this is, was yeah. there for three. This this is I don't see. This is why I wouldn't suggest start at each season. I would probably say if you want to get into it, don't don't bother with classic who unless you're. A completist and you really just want to do it but do it afterwards so i would say start at the beginning of two, the 2005 reboot because they yeah. explain a bunch of stuff at the beginning of that that sort of gets the show going again so if you have the time i would start there it starts to make sense and then if you don't like a particular doctor like you were having issues with <laughs> you could just skip over just skip it yeah yeah that's the great thing about doctor who is that even when they bring back old uh, villains, they always take the time to, at the very least, give you a bit of a backstory or, or you know. Uh, explain what they are. Explain yeah. what they are. And, you know, you're not going to be totally lost. You can you can pretty much jump in at any point, really. And that's sort of the point of the companion when you think about it, because they were there to be the person that doesn't know. And Correct. to be the questioned person, to be like, I don't know what this is. And he'll be like, well, it's a villain that I, or he'll be like, I've encountered these people or these aliens from like, you know, I've known them for years and been battling since forever. So like, he'll usually give backstory, but you're meant to, to follow along with the companion to understand what's going on, which is great. Mm -hmm. They're, 
that was the same kind of thing they did with sidekicks back in the old school comic book days, right? They always had a young kid sidekick because he was meant to represent the reader, right? He's there to ask the questions that the reader wants to know. And the companions kind of play that same type of a role, which is actually a good segue because, you know, in the who's your favorite, I, I would love to know who your favorite companion is because we've had a lot, a lot of companions over the years from classic to new who. Uh, sorry, let me take a pause on that. Jeff is saying, I like the Weeping Angels. I want to get back to that because, yes, the Weeping Angels are one of the creepiest villains in Doctor Who. Uh, they freaked me out. Uh, there's a couple episodes where they're the villain of the episode, but you don't know until yes. it's too late. And it's like, oh, no. fuck, it's them! It's <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> funny because I should have pointed that out earlier. Don't Blink is such a good episode. Yes, yes. Episode. That's the one where the doctor is talking to the girls over the TV because he's in yes. a different time, right? So yeah, smart. the way they shot that. Would yeah, be that was mind. genius. Like Easter eggs on VHS. Mm -hmm. Who the heck thought? Mm -hmm. So good. So that good. was a really, really good episode as well. I have to admit. Um, so okay, yes. Uh, sorry, companions. How about we start with Steve? Who's your favorite companion of them all? Oh God, <laughs> such a hard Many. question. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hard question. I mean, there's. I'll put it this way: there hasn't been a companion I haven't liked um there are some i like less than others mm -hmm. as for a favorite as for a favorite oh i don't know i always got a kick out of nardal uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know him and his glass nipples and things like that <laughs> do you remember do you remember nardal I don't. Was he? Who was he a companion with? He's the he bald was, guy. He was with Capaldi. Oh, Nardole. Yes, you're right. Oh, you're right. He's technically. And, um, well, he's not. Is he? Is he technically a Cyberman? Because he's yeah, an android of some so. sort. Is he not? He's like an androider slash robot, and he's yeah. It's uh, he's not a hundred percent human. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nardal was good. I'll I, admit he was he, pretty good. He was he, he was funny, but he didn't. He wasn't there a whole whole lot. But uh, uh, Rose was definitely good. Yeah, I would say Rose was good. Yeah, yeah. I see Debbie. You're you're a Rose fan as well. I am, but I have to. So so she's she's again. I'm going to choose one from Classic Who and then one from New Who. So Rose is like your everyday girl. Like I just want to eat chips and you know have fun, whatever, and then find out that she's got worth because she's able to help the doctor which mm -hmm. i thought was a great story arc um but also i was just a big sarah jane smith fan right and the fact that they brought her oh, back yeah but that lovely. show was really bad it was no <laughs> i mean okay. it was <laughs> really bad it's what, what's the phrase you use it is it is a an object of the time or something? No, there's some there's a phrase well yeah yeah i see i know what you mean yeah, i forget what the quote is but it's yeah, but for it's sure like, this is this is what the technology was back then. I mean, mm -hmm. you had giant giant ants made out of cardboard. Like, come on, like it's, <laughs> it's yeah, that's just the way who was. I mean, yeah. as a little side tidbit, I'm pretty sure Doctor Who was supposed to just be a filler in between programs that um, they had to make sure that they had a little intro and an outro at the beginning and end of each show to to give sciency sort of information to make it seem like it's it's an educational program in order mm -hmm. to keep it 
on air. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that changed as soon as it became popular, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't, the budget was very low. So yeah. Uh, what about for new who, who's your favorite? It's still Rose. It's still Rose. Okay. It's still Rose. I mean, Fair I enough. can put in a little caveat and say like, I really didn't like Clara, but everybody else yeah. was pretty okay with. I love Rory. Rory's great. Yeah. Uh, Rory's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I really liked Martha Jones. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. She was only there for, I think, a season and a half. But she uh, came back. Like there was a bunch where she came She did back. come back. Well, she came back in Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Um... Yep. Yeah, I really liked that character. Uh, I don't know. She had a way of challenging the doctor without just being annoying. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, yes. Sometimes some of the go. companions, it's like, okay, you're just trying to too hard. You know, like just get, mm-hmm. just move on. But yeah. she was like, she knew what she was doing, and she was serious. And yeah, I I, I liked her. The episode uh, they had with her right when she's first introduced, when they when the um. The rhino guys. I'm trying to remember what the heck they were called. Oh, you remember this, Steve? Uh, anyway, so it's the episode in the, with the where the hospital gets put on the moon. Ah, oh, yes. She gets yeah. introduced. And, yes, yes, um, yes. The Jadoon on the moon. The Jadoon on the moon with a spoon. Anyway, so they they so here's another little side uh, snippet is that they specifically made a lot of rhyming words like that because david tennant was having issues actually pronouncing it with his accent oh really so they did it on purpose Scottish. just to screw with him yeah exactly so they made him do all these like jadoon on, the jadoon, moon, jadoon on the moon jadoon. yeah that's pretty funny i, I didn't yeah. know that yeah uh we've got a couple people chiming in here um mr. Jeff, mr jeff is saying donna mm-hmm. fight me well donna <laughs> donna got better towards the end i really didn't like her at first Amy Pond, I mean, if I had a second choice, it probably would be Amy and Rory. Yeah. Neither probably. together, I think, would be my favorite, but sorry, neither separately would be a favorite, but together, they were fantastic together. There are some episodes that were amazing with the two of them, especially when Rory becomes like the, um, the, not the gladiator, the Roman, the centurion, the Roman yeah. centurion. Yeah. I, there were some great episodes. So good. Like one of the, my favorite lines is when he when they're looking for um um for oh my god, I can't remember her name. Amy. When they're looking for Amy and uh Rory just shows up on the Cyberman ship and he's like, Where is my wife? So good. So good. Do you remember that? Yeah. There's like explosions yeah. going on and he's like, The yeah. doctor has a message for you. Everything explodes, and he's like, Any questions? So good. So good. Uh uh, Mr. Wayne has joined us both on his personal account and his Body Heroes account, which is always funny. What's up, Wayne? He's saying, hope you guys are doing okay. Uh, Dalek Bieber has joined, saying, hi, Dalek Klan. Uh, his uh, favorite is Clara. Uh, Jeff says, Donna took no sh- Donna took no shot. I'm assuming he meant shit. Took no shit from the doctor, and I love that about her. You're right. Yeah, well, but there was, there was, but there was an annoying thing to it at first, right? Remember what I was saying earlier about how Martha stood up to the doctor, but it, she wasn't annoying about it. I found uh, Donna annoying about it at first. It wasn't until the end where it's like, okay, you know what? She is working it now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could go, could kind of kind of go either way when you think about it. Because what I liked about Donna was that she she was like 
there was no romance there at all. No. There was never an inkling of romance. Nope. This was like, nope, nope. You want a mate, not two mate. So it's <laughs> it, it was very. That's some of the. I best liked lines. that. Yeah, some of the yeah. greatest writing. And Mar, I mean, the yeah. unfortunate thing is, I I loved Martha. I really did, and I thought that their their series was fantastic. But again, they had to throw in the whole romantic aspect of it. They should have just left that out completely because it didn't add anything to to the episodes I found if they just left it like, you know, we're going through space and we're going on adventures. Great. Didn't uh Donna also get her own spin-off? So okay, so let's start there. So sure. Doctor Who over the years has spawned a number of spin-offs. Uh from class to Torchwood to um uh, the Sarah Jones Adventures, which was horrible. I, I anyway, uh, but there was a, wasn't there a, a Donna Noble spinoff as well. I don't think so. Not as far as I know. I, I must say I'm not really that familiar with. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not either. But spin-offs. I mean, there could have been. You know, the they do a lot of that. Uh, the radio shows. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, fair enough. That could be what I'm thinking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know do they still do those? Of, yeah, well, I oh, tried yeah. listening to one. Like the of audio the, stories, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. audio. It's like an audio book, but it's not audio podcast. It's like podcast, Doctor Who podcast. Mm-hmm. I know that that exists. Um, the Sarah, the Sarah, what was it? The Sarah Jones Chronicles, whatever that one was Sarah called. Jane. It was called the Sarah, Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh my god! Yeah. So that that one I felt was more geared towards kids. It wasn't quite right. a, an adult spinoff. Torchwood was very much. An adult spinoff, and I mm-hmm. loved it. But I mean, I loved Torchwood. Captain Jack Harkness. Yeah, I oh, really loved it. Speaking of companions, like, oh well, he was he I was mean, he never really a companion. They do, they, yeah, they, he, I mean, he like he would he would probably say he was, but yes, I don't think he ever technically was. No, I mean, for the longest yeah, time, well, he had his own time travel device, right? He had his watch to move through time. He didn't need the Doctor, right? Yeah, I I think what you I think. The, the Jack, in my opinion, the Jack Harkness story is an untold story that we haven't yet maybe seen with mm-hmm. the Doctor. And that Jack, Jack Harkness, because he's immortal or near to immortal, he's quite possibly a companion of the Doctor, of a future Doctor that we haven't yeah. seen yet. I mean, you mean a young, a young Jack Harkness might be a companion of the Doctor? Possibly. Yeah, because there can't be an old Jack Hartness companion of the Doctor. So, well, I, yeah, and I don't know if we want to talk about what you know, who who J- Captain Jack Harkness is connected to for those who haven't watched and want to. Yeah, watch. well, why not? Sure, go ahead. Do it. Well, just that they they allude to the fact that Captain Jack Harkness is the face of Bo. So the face of Bo shows up a couple of times, and then there's just sort of a sort of a throwaway conversation that uh, the David Tennant Doctor. And Martha, I think it was the two of them. They were just standing at tor- outside Torchwood when there was a bit of a crossover in the Doctor Who series. And he, and Captain Jack's walking away and he makes a throwaway uh, comment about, um, oh, they used to call me, you know, this yeah. name. And, and uh, yeah. oh, well, what did they call you? They called me the face of Bo. And they're like, no, could it be? Yeah, they, so, yeah, they used uh, to call me Bo. That's the line. That's it. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean... They've never really elaborated on that. They just kind of leave it hanging as a little sort of Easter egg thing. So, 
I mean, you're right, though. I mean, he's supposed he was basically immortal, so he could have been around for like any of the episodes that have the face of Bo in it. It's far, far, far in the future. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and the 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 weird part is that uh, in one of the early episodes of Torchwood, just because we're watching it now, his Harkness says he was born in the fifty third fifty third century. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's from the future, and he has traveled with the Doctor. That mm-hmm. we don't know, and has has you know wound up being Jack Harkness in the past. Has a has a time travel device, yes, but does how how much does he use it? I I don't know. I'm just making okay. Fun. So hang just on a quick second here. You're you're saying you're watching Torchwood now, or, or are you saying you're doing your first watch through of Torchwood? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, I was about to spoil something for you there. We're gonna change subjects now. Oh. <laughs> I was Those about spoilers. to spoil something big Never for you. Spoiler caveat on the on this podcast. Yeah, I I will say that. Um, look, without spoiling it, where where are you in the show? Like, what season where? are you in? Like oh, in that, in Torchwood. Yeah, we're about halfway through second season. Okay, so after the third season, Torchwood completely changes because it gets canceled and then it gets rebooted by. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the BBC still rebooted it, but they rebooted it with a whole new showrunner and blah blah blah, and it very much changed what Torchwood was about. And as yeah, much as people I, I hated it, it's not so good. Oh, I loved well, so, okay, it. Okay, so let me just point out that the when that happened, um, that was when the writer's strike was happening. So yes. they had one budget that was for Doctor Who and for Torchwood at the same time. So if we're talking about the the children of earth or whatever. That's the last season. So they, they had to shoot. And I think it was only, it was over one week. So you didn't get episodes that would happen once a week. It was, here's five days of episodes and you get those five or however many it was episodes and that's it. And that's because they only had the budget to do that. So I, I give them a little bit of leeway because I mean, they were trying to still make a show as opposed to having no show whatsoever. Um, at the same time as a writer's strike and still doing Doctor Who. So uh, I still loved it because yeah. it went from being, it, it was less Doctor Who and it was more serious drama, sci fi. Yeah, it was very different. I, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, great. I loved it too. Absolutely. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I really loved it. As much as the first few seasons of Torchwood were good. Children of the Earth, or whatever it was, I always want to say Children of the Corn, but I know that's, yeah. that's not it. Uh, was also I think that's amazing. What makes me remember, <laughs> uh, Jeff is asking. I don't know if you guys have talked about it, but uh, what do you attribute? The, what do you attribute to the show's longevity? Changing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, for me, I think the fact that they change doctors so often that they're always keeping the show fresh by, like I was saying earlier, soft rebooting the show every few years. So even if you one didn't interest you or one didn't like you, the next one might click with you. So I, I feel that's why it still works, you know, 60 100%. years later, right? Yep, I agree. I mean, it's, it's and I get, we get asked that question sometimes, and I think, it 100% is that. I mean, it's it's like starting a new show, essentially, with like mm-hmm. a lot of familiar things that keep you, keep people going, but um, sort of making something fresh uh, every time once it starts going stale, then I guess that's, you know, longest running sci-fi show, man. It's been going on since 63. 
So beats out Star Trek, I hate to tell you. And mm -hmm. I'm also a big Star Trek fan. So, but yeah, I mean, there's there's reasons why that's been running since the 60s. Yeah. Steve, any uh, insights? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, the character regeneration was the, the hook that, got the um, got them out of the original doctor who was uh, actually forgetting his lines he was becoming really aged they needed to get them out they knew the show was doing well how do we keep this going and they came up with this idea of regeneration and that has worked over and over and over again and then um in my opinion when they when uh Capaldi exited, they had this big mythology going around about how many times the doctor could regenerate. And I don't know if you remember this episode from Matt Smith was uh, in the crack in the universe, the wall yes. crack in the wall. Yes. And uh, the storyline that, that started in Eccleston's run, the crack in the wall started with Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah. But and it didn't end until of, Matt Smith. Yeah. With, with Matt, and he, he one of the lines he said was, it's the Time Lords, and at the end of that episode, it, you know, he's going to expire, but they say they've given him another chance or another life. Correct. And he comes back as 12, and it's supposed to be like, oh, that's the end of the, the, the 12th regeneration is the end. There was all this debate going on about, oh, does, does, uh, does Matt, or uh, does, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Capaldi. Ten. No, when ten regenerates, oh, yeah, you know, David Tennant. Regeneration yeah. thing. Did was that? Did that count as a regeneration? You know, and is it? Is he already? Well, so you're right. That's and, the thing, uh, right? So technically, so, Matt Smith should have been the last Doctor. Yeah. Technically, he was the last Doctor until that episode where you're right, the crack in time, and then they mm -hmm. gave him a whole new regeneration cycle. That's what he says. I've gotten a whole right. new regeneration cycle. But that's also why the doctor goes back to being old again. Because you'll notice that the doctor, every time he regenerates, he gets younger and younger. When the Tom Baker lookalike, I forget, I think it was his son who was playing him, comes back and he says, I thought I was going to be younger. And he's like, I am younger. <laughs> but yeah. the whole point was, is the doctor, I think, is supposed to get younger with every regeneration. But I Matt Smith was 22 years old when he started on as a doctor, right? Yeah, but I don't think that that I think that's that might just be a fan theory. Um, Maybe I don't yeah. I don't think that's actually any it, yeah. it, it, the reasoning. I think it was just like if you think about the show being rebooted in two thousand five and the types of fans that were watching, it was a very young crowd. So in mm -hmm. order to keep the the appeal, I think that's why they went younger. I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that every time he regenerates, he's a young a younger human. Yeah. Or younger, I, I totally agree. It was it was totally marketing towards getting the getting the audience the back. fan base. <clears throat> I mean, it was my kids that were at the time when in two thousand and five would have been. Oh, I'm mean, you're going to put me on the spot <laughs> in their in their young teen years or younger, uh, <clears throat> and they I went downstairs and they were watching this show and I said is that Doctor Who? And they said, yeah, we're watching Doctor Who. And I was like, what the heck? Because it was like the kind of the rebooted series. And I was like, they, it was actually a, 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 a Tenet episode. 
and uh, a Dalek rolled in and I was like, Hey, it's the Daleks. And they were like, how do you know that? And, and, uh, and then I <laughs> and said, well, where's, da where's, where's Davros? And, and yeah. sure as heck, they, they didn't know who Davros was. And it was the reintroduction of Davros. So it spawned a whole new generation of Hoovians, right? Yeah. So they did it right. They really did do it right. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it's great. Now, do they... Do the doctors regenerate to younger? No. The, the big thing that happened in Capaldi's era was that you saw a Time Lord regenerate and change sexuality, like go from a male to a female. Uh, one of the, the council Lord, Time Lord council members, you know, gets shot, regenerates, comes back as a woman. And it's like, what the heck? And everybody was like, OK, well, that's really opening the door for what's going to happen with 13 and yeah. that's what which happened. it did and that's what happened and then peter capaldi regenerated into jody whittaker <clears throat> yep and i did like i do Spoilers. with every doctor i got mad that they were getting rid of capaldi and i haven't watched a single episode with jody whittaker now that being said I'm, I'm not hearing a lot of good things about this run so i'd love to hear what uses thoughts are on this um and Debbie, you sound like you've got a lot to say. Uh, <laughs> just by that, yes, exactly. So just just before we do that, there's a bunch of yeah, people yeah. that joined us. Uh, a, a lot of people that I don't know: Husbeastie, Casatonic, Wild Blood, twenty three oh four. Hey guys, I don't know who you are. Uh, Michael Icon, Mister Michael is there. Uh, actually, Michael says hello there. Well, hello. Uh, so Debbie, hello. Um, Jodie Whittaker and the 13th Doctor. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's probably expected that as a woman, I'm like, woohoo, female doctor, yay. <laughs> uses. Jeff says uses, yes, uses. <laughs> He's judging you on your grammar. <laughs> uses? Utes? Did you utes say uses? Um, I did just say uses. <laughs> uses. Um, Okay, so let me let me start by saying I plural use. I was already uh, a Jodie Whittaker fan, so she okay. Well, that works. Other stuff like she's she was in Broadchurch. She was yeah in, with uh, David Tennant. Yeah, with Tennant exactly. Yeah. Um, I I'll be honest, I didn't actually like her character in Broadchurch because she she's the grieving mother, so it was just a lot of like you know, explosions of emotion and, and mm. just like just sad all the time. So I really had no idea how it was going to be spun, but mm -hmm. I think she's great. I think if there's an issue, which I mean, the writing hasn't been great. And I think it's because the writing hasn't been great because she has had some great episodes. There's also been a lot of crap. So I think this isn't the era of David Tennant and Matt Smith and, you know, a lot of those that just like nailed it every time and gave you right. fantastic villains. Um, so it's hard to say. I mean, I think, I think it needed to happen. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I do think there's a lot of really great episodes, but I don't know. I'm kind of neither here nor there. It's not, well, it's not, it's weird that I say like 2005, it's not old who like meaning that kind of old who like the beginning of the reboot was fantastic. We came well, I think the big bang. difference with Jodie Whittaker is that when she came in, they also replaced um, 
showrunner. Yeah. Uh, Chibnall. Chibnall came in then. Chibnall yeah. came in at that point. Chris Chibnall uh, replacing um, Moffat. Russell. Oh, right. It was Moffat. Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat. Yeah. 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 And uh, do you think that has a lot to do with the way, or the, not the direction that the show has gone, but the reception that the show has been getting? Is maybe yeah. more the showrunner and the writing team? Because they're all new, right? When they decided to reboot this version, they weren't just rebooting the Doctor. They literally got all new writers, all new staff. It was a completely new production, basically. Uh, are they going to stay along when they reboot it again, or are they going to go? Oh, they're already gone. They're oh, already are they? Gone. Yeah, Chibnall's gone. Russell T. Davies is coming back in as the showrunner. Wow. So we're heading back to the the tenant era tenant era yeah uh, and so i think we'll see a different spin again on the show now in my opinion i think a lot of people harsh on jody and they give her a bad rap um but the pressure and the responsibility that was placed on her as an actress was huge i mean not only are you you know, replacing a doctor, but now you're replacing the doctor as a woman. Mm -hmm. And that itself was a monumental shift in the whole 60 year history of Doctor Who. And so, you know, I think Jodie did great as as the doctor. I do really like her as the doctor. I think she has done a fantastic job of being able to um bring to life those aspects that are what we consider our doctor traits all they're always there they're always in that underground like that underlying you find those key mm -hmm. points of the doctor she did a great job of bringing that along and putting her own spin on it the supporting cast was maybe aren't the strength of the companions that we had with other doctors mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to harsh on them i'm just the, the writing wasn't that good. The episodes weren't that good. I had a lot of friends who called the first season with Jody uh, Scooby-Doo in space. It was I like... mean, <laughs> they have kind of gone more so the group of companions as opposed to one companion. They've done yeah. that a lot with Jody, And I don't know if it works. I liked that it was different and that she kind of had her fam because she calls them her fam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is great. It's a great concept, but it hasn't changed again. And I think it's time that it needs to change um, that way. I would have loved to have had her stay on. So I'm kind of curious what they'll do next. Mm -hmm. obviously she did announce I that uh, this season is her last season. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it is a much, it's a much stronger um, set of writing and the episodes have been much better produced. I would say they're mm -hmm. far more, interesting and intense and they're more like that classic if you want to call the new classic who <laughs> but you're um, saying russell t davies is back at the helm now uh he will be with the new doctor when oh so it's now. still chris chibnall right now in this current season yeah. ah okay yeah. right 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 well, I mean, we'll have to see what it brings. I mean, I uh, I will have to go back and watch her run because that's just a cycle that I go through. <laughs> I am eventually going to watch it. I just, 
there's just so much to watch these days, right? There's so much content on TV and there's so much to do. And I, I, I don't have time to watch everything. And, and this is one of those things where I've never even bothered to go back and I, watch. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of um, why it's kind of hard to get people into Doctor Who too, because it's just such a monumental thing to start. So I, that's why I always give the advice of don't, don't worry about old who just start with the new who and then just flip mm -hmm. through what you like and the act and the actor or actress that is playing the character or mm -hmm. you know find a storyline that you really like and just kind of you know jump around it's fine what is it from the doctor that you guys want to see in this next one because it's coming right next season is going to be a new doctor that's such a tough call i mean it's funny because everyone says okay we've done a female doctor now it's what what did david Tennant said he was like i'm not ginger so like a ginger i guess but i keep thinking we need a like a well wasn't uh uh eight a ginger or was no. that seven eight is like the movie one right no yeah. he was like he was like blonde brunette brown brown yeah, yeah he would there yeah, hasn't been a ginger okay, fair enough so in a perfect world let me say i would love it if they went back and got van gogh and had him be the doctor. Because how freaking crazy would that be to have Van Gogh as your doctor? Like, it, it would be wild. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Yeah, um, that would mean a heavy rewrite of who the doctor is, right? Especially those episodes yeah. where he does meet Van Gogh. You know what I mean? So how do you then explain that Van Gogh is actually the doctor? Because that would have been before he became the doctor. Oh, well, no, you're right. It would, no, because then he would have been on Gallifrey. He wouldn't have been on Earth. Right. Yeah. Hmm. You know, but I mean, that's like died, my, yeah, that's like my, like if you, crazy, yeah, you know, if you guys watched died. the episode last week, that's like my theory about Doc Brown being the doctor, right? Oh. Uh, I mean, do we want to see Doc Brown as the next doctor? I know Jeff absolutely loves that theory. He thinks it's amazing <laughs> and it's a hundred percent true. And uh, I may be saying that and he may be gone. Yeah, he's gone. Sorry. Is he gone? Oh, he's gone. I'm not even hearing what you're saying. Oh, man. Uh, uh, but yeah. A, and he has a Marty for a companion. You know? And a Clara. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of episode three, uh, when he sh comes back, the girl in the far west that he falls in love with, that he stays back oh. to save, yeah. her name is Clara. And at the end, yeah. when he's to turn yes. the train yeah. into a time machine, his companion is now Clara. Yeah. Doc Brown, the doctor. Yep. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know how I feel about that one. I mean, like, I would love to see, like, um, I'm trying to look up his name. Uh, like, a, a black doctor would be great. Like, I would love to see that. You know, and there's they so many hinting, great... They were hinting at that. Yes. There's been a lot of... Okay, so let me... Uh, let me... Let me rephrase the question here. Other than what doctors going to look like and have oh. between their legs. Oh, sorry. What would you like in the next Doctor Who as far as the show itself? Let's me let me put it that way. More of the same. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it's it's so hard because you can't really go straying too far from the formula, right? Before it suddenly doesn't it's not who anymore. Um I mean, it would be kind of funny to do a couple crossovers like Star Trek Doctor Who runs into some people that maybe have like 
you know, an enterprise ship or something that looks very similar, that would be kind of funky. I don't think it would ever happen, but that mm -hmm. would be cool to be like, we are all spacemen. Like, mm -hmm. this is crazy, right? So, I mean, it'd be kind of neat to do something like that, but um, I mean... I always think the episodes where they they do go back in time to an actual historic event. Mm -hmm. uh, Those are always the good something ones. That is more pertaining in our own timeline mm -hmm. or has uh, that we have had influence in or have been influenced by. Those are those are always the kind of interesting episodes is how would this have played out if this would have happened? Yeah. And they, they do a lot of that. You know, they do that kind of stuff in Star Trek. That's a lot of fun. Those are mm -hmm. always the, the good episodes. I mean, it's probably why we like Picard right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they're all living in the past right now. Um, we actually, JS and I had a conversation about this earlier today about Trek. But um, I mean, I, 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 if we're talking going back, it would be kind of interesting to have them show up on Earth during COVID. <laughs> Yeah. How would they deal with that? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's not something that's addressed very often is that when they end up sort of in modern times, they're not actually navigating what's happening during those modern times. They're only like dropping off their companion or picking up a companion and then they're traveling to other times, you know, it's usually Victorian times, medieval times mm -hmm. or like some big event, but nothing that's actually the here and now. So it'd actually be kind of interesting to have them address something happening here. Yeah, that's that's yeah. where I was going with that. I would love for the show to be a little bit more like Torchwood. Mm. To have, okay, so if we go back to, I think it was the second, Matt Smith's second season, although not the whole season wasn't one story, there was reoccurring themes that ended up with the season ends with how the season starts with the impossible astronaut. Mm -hmm. And I want to see more of season-long arcs, season-long yeah. stories, instead of being one episode each week, to be more yeah. of a serial, right? Where every week the story develops more and more, a little bit like Matt Smith's second season did it, a little bit more like how yeah. Torchwood did it. Uh, um, I agree. Um, that was one of the things I said that I always felt was missing from Doctor Who was that, like the, if you go back to real classic Who, was that i mean it was a different time of course and you you know you were watching on a tv you know black and white possibly and you had to turn on the tv at that specific time to catch the show that you wanted to watch and it was the they were always the episodes especially in the tom baker era were always cliffhangers mm -hmm. the end of the episode was always a cliffhanger mm -hmm. that made you want to come back and what was going to happen? Yeah, you knew what was going to happen, but you wanted to come back. And there really that there isn't anything no. that's really cliffhangery like no. that right. out there anymore. I agree. I, I I think that would be cool to have that kind of that that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I I would totally love that. Uh, Jordan Pentakill cosplay here is saying even if I don't watch, I think Jimmy Carr would make a quirky doctor. <laughs> I kind of agree. <laughs> Jimmy Carr could make a a, yeah. a a neat doctor. Yeah. Carr. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Ill-gotten hugs. Dot cosplay. I don't know who that yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. hey, welcome to welcome to the show. Uh, stop having the companion be a love interest. Let them be our avatar on an adventure. 
like back in classic who funny you mentioned that we talked about that earlier um and i also agree um i don't like the idea of all these um someone else commented about it and i don't think we actually mentioned it but they were like um that the love interest that they had that they had with Rose was so popular that that's why they just kept inserting it, which I think was the wrong thing to do because having it happen once, fine, okay, it hasn't happened. We haven't had it happen where they fall in love. Have them have them fall in love once, but like consistently over and over is is mm-hmm. right. You're getting beyond the point, and that's not what the point of Doctor Who was supposed to be. So no. I know, right? Yeah, that's they, Jeff that mentioned that by the way. Yeah, in in terms of. Uh, I thought that was the part that I disliked the most about Clara and Matt Smith was that it was just seemed to be too much of that. And uh, her heartbreak when Capaldi comes back as an, as an old doctor. Right. And it was like, yeah, but it's not what doctor who is supposed to be about. And um, you know, without spoiling anything for, for JS here, the, uh, the last episode that we saw of of 13 if you've watched it i'm glad that i'm gl- i'm really happy the way that bbc handled the yaz doctor situation yes. i thought yes. it was very well done do you That's care as much if we as spoil I'll say. this yeah do do you care if we spoil this for you js no not at all so in the recent oh hang on hang on canadian oh. comic cutie who's joined us here oh, uh, okay. What's going okay. on? She's saying no spoilers, so we'll we'll, we'll keep the spoilers. But uh, again, not not being up on the last or the current run of Doctor Who uh, is her third season over, or is her third season about to start? One episode no, left. So there's yeah. one episode left, and then that's it, and then she's done. Yeah, Chibnall is done. Episode. Yeah, regeneration episode. It's already been filmed. It's in the can. Jodie's done. Like she's been off. So do we already know who's replacing her? You know, she's. she's I didn't done know with that. Show. You did not know that. Yeah, no, she's pregnant. And wow, uh, good for her. So we we won't be probably won't be seeing her over here for a little bit. But um, yeah, the episodes the episode's been filmed. It just hasn't been released yet. We're waiting on a release date. They there's been speculation of a, a time frame in the May May late May early June, which is when. The historically BBC has released or announced who the new doctor is going to be. Right. So to, the season is over them. and they're doing a special regeneration episode that's going to air whenever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all do that. They've all done that. Like all of the modern doctors have had their regeneration episode filmed and then it's, you know, it's released and that's when they announce who the, you know, there's a hiatus they filmed it. It's in the can. It's waiting to be aired. They're they're searching for their next doctor. They get the next doctor. They do the regeneration sequence with him coming in, and then they do that little teaser at the end of every. That's how they've been doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the speculation of where where things are going to go. Yeah, you don't so, get a lot of it. It's just literally like a little teaser. Like they do the regeneration, but they. Yeah. What they've done in the past is they stop it just before they regenerate into the new person, and then yes. they come back, as Steve is saying, and then finally do sort of a regeneration, and you get to see who it is. Uh, guys, we've been on already for an hour. Yeah, funny um, as happens. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, I didn't realize. I just looked at the time, and I realized, <laughs> holy cow, it's been an hour. Um, 
I did want to, you know, this is more of a question because we're talking about TARDISes now and, and not TARDISes, we're talking about reboots and regeneration. And the one thing about the regeneration is that not only does the doctor regenerate, but the TARDIS also changes. The exterior of the TARDIS changes a little bit every time. The interior of the TARDIS changes a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a favorite TARDIS, whether it be an old school one or, or a new one? Who had the steampunk one? Was that Matt or was that David? I like the steampunk that one. The grunge, the grunge one. Yeah, that was David Tennant. David. Yeah. Then hands down, that's me. I liked that. That kind of like clunky, just like corner, kind of beating the crap out of stuff to get it to work. Kind of, I don't yeah. know. It just felt. Yeah, Capaldi had more one. of a Capaldi had more. Well, in Matt Smith era, the the interior changed a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and went to a more modern, modernistic, sort of the rotatey, spinny things on the ceiling. Uh, a lot of, not not so much shiny, but but uh, metallic looking, where it wasn't was a lot cleaner interface. And mm-hmm. uh, and now Jody's, I mean, you'll you'll eventually see JS what Jody's looks interior looks like. The TARDIS is completely different. I won't. It's it's still a police box, but it's got a whole different look and feel to it. And I would have to say it's probably my favorite TARDIS. That's mm-hmm. the TARDIS that is currently on display when you go to a Comic Con. It's it's Jody's TARDIS. Oh, I'm looking so, at it now, and oh wow, what a difference! Very who, different. Who had the who had the cocktail cupboard? There was a cupboard that had alcohol in it. That was Capaldi. Well, I thought so. <laughs> okay. That was Capaldi. There was a whole storyline oh, yeah, about yeah. that cupboard yeah. and yeah. the book. Yeah. 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 So, like, I kind of feel for that a little bit, being a person who likes to mix cocktails. I was like, ooh, I think if I had a TARDIS, that would, my, mine would have that. Yeah. I, uh, funny enough, my favorite TARDIS is, I think, a toss up between Capaldi's TARDIS and the first TARDIS because they kind of look a lot alike, actually. First, like classic um, yeah the first original classic tardis oh. if you look at that one and you look at the capaldi tardis they look a lot alike um i feel like the capaldi tardis is an updated version of the new of the original um uh, really 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 liked it um i don't know there was a, a cool sci-fi but different look about it but the, the, yeah. I, I will agree that the jody whitaker tardis looks pretty amazing i i I kind of now want to go check out some of the episodes to see what it looks like yeah. and sounds like on TV. You got to get caught up so that you can watch the last episode and see her. Yeah. Won't take that long. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. I don't know what's going on with like the finger things. Are they fingers? Like, what? What's the deal with the fingers? They're, they're big crystals, and oh uh, yeah, you'll Is find that... out that she she actually ends up her Sonic, her Sonic actually looks like bits of TARDIS. Ah, okay. Interesting. See, I, didn't, I didn't like it because it looked like a giant spider to me. I wasn't a fan. Kind of does. Yeah. Kind of does, like, very, like, like spider legs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, hey, listen. Uh, I mean, we've we got to get off now. We've been on for so, quite some while. Uh, and actually, funny enough, we have Ben Eady that was on YouTube hey. saying, hey, some of my favorite Toronto peeps, but we've missed him. Now he looks like he's gone. 
no. Uh, here, I'll, I'll show the message anyway, and that way, when he goes back and watches the episode, he can see it. Um, ben was Ben was on the podcast a couple of times. Um, do you know who Ben is, uh, Steve? No, I, I don't think so. No, and Debbie, you were on the episode with Ben, weren't you? I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, you weren't. I know. No. Oh. I, I've lost. Think, you. I think you think that I've been on a lot more episodes. Than I have because I've literally done. Oh, can you hear? Yeah, you're being. You're can really, you really choppy no? now for some weird reason. I can see I on Instagram you're moving fluidly, but on the podcast here, yeah, you're chopping up. But yeah, I did oh, hear. I think you're saying you think that I think that you were in more episodes than you were in, and that's very possible uh, because we, you know, we've got to again for the people that don't know, we've got a group Star Trek chat on Instagram, so. Between the four of us, we chat almost every day on that group. Um, hey, I would join that. <laughs> hey, uh, invite him, yeah. Uh, so Benny Eadie is a professional prop man uh, who's worked on movies like Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, The Predators, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, et cetera, et cetera. He's built a bunch of stuff. You know the Star Trek set where the Enterprise is about to, to get blown up and the, the, the hallway scene where the hallway is turning and they're running through the hallway? Yeah. He designed and built that machine that turns a life-size hallway 360 degrees while actors are running inside of it. Uh, wow. Yeah, it, wow. go back and watch the episode where he was on. It was it was quite informative, let me put it that way. Uh, he's, he's, of, yeah. uh, he's done a lot of cool, neat stuff. Uh, he just finished working on, uh, well, actually, he left Fraggle Rock to go work on a new show that he couldn't oh. say the last time he was on. Um, hush, hush. I, I don't know. Don't What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so listen, Steve, thank you very much, man, for coming on. We're going to have to have you back at some point. Like I said, whether it be a Star Trek show or another Doctor Who episode or any other fandom that you're into, shoot me a message, and we'll definitely have you on again at some point. It was amazing meeting you. Yeah. Yeah, hey, thanks so much for being here. It was great. Had a really good time. Debbie, always a pleasure. Uh, you also have to come back. Like I said earlier, we should do a Picard like season finale mm-hmm. special something something uh, and talk all about Picard. I'm sure Jeff will be all into that one. See, Jeff is back. Um, he didn't is hear he us. Yeah, he's back. He didn't, he didn't hear uh, some of my comments from earlier, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> So thanks for watching, everybody. Always appreciate you logging in, everybody online. Make sure you like and subscribe below. Every subscription, every interaction with the channel really, really helps me out. We're a tiny little channel. We're trying to grow. So please make sure you take a minute. I, I, I know you have to register on YouTube. You have to create an account and all that stuff before you can like and subscribe videos. But please take two seconds, create an account. It literally takes two seconds. If you already have a Google account, you can just log right in. Click that like button. But that'll be it for today, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.